What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy Podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with my co-host and co-coach. KG, and I'm in the house. And we have an amazing episode coming for you today, so make sure to crank that volume up and really listen in. Today, we're going to be talking to you about a secret for a tighter waist, and this is actually a good one. This is truthfully an amazing secret, so don't don't miss out on this one. We're also going to be talking about the golden question, what is more important, uh, exercise or nutrition, and that answer might actually shock you. And we're going to talk about a topic we've never talked about before, which is it possible for a teenager to grow muscle without the gym, and when is it okay for kids to start training? So we have an amazing amazing jam-packed episode coming up but before we jump into that let's start with some motivation what's your quote for the week Kyle motivation Monday baby the best way to start the week is a nice little quote you know I think it's so cool a lot of our clients and stuff you know and just even listeners send us like all these awesome quotes and you know it it's it it, I don't know how we got into it but we're huge fans of it and I think it's really cool so um, my quote it's funny because even you know a couple clients will start their check-ins every Saturday or Sunday with uh, with a quote and, and it's pretty awesome but um, this quote this week is what's simple to do is also simple not to do and I think that just you know it doesn't really need too much explaining this was from Jim Rohn but uh, one of my clients huge shout out to you Chastin um, this week he sent that you know in his video check and he's like you know what's what's easy to do is easy not to do and a lot of our coaching and a lot of our principles and a lot of what we do isn't rocket science even you know the other day Josh and I were discussing that the reason we believe we help so many people and the reason we believe we're the number one transformation specialist on the internet is we don't overcomplicate things and we essentially aim to keep it as straightforward as possible so everyone succeeds and a lot of the principles and a lot of the things we do it's like not rocket science like it is in a way but it's just a lot of times there's simple things that you just need to consistently do but those things are also very easy not to do so you have to make sure to stay consistent with those smaller things that are going to lead to you seeing long-term success yeah that's incredibly well said and you know time and time again a lot of the time when new clients sign up um, so, okay, first week's done. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on keto? Uh, how much creatine should I take? Um, also, I heard of this band and this thing and this. And what do you think of this? You know, are these going to help me? And we go, whoa, <laughs> one second. Like, let's take a look at the nutrition here. You know, protein's still not where it needs to be. The calories aren't really dialed down and we only hit one workout. Uh, you know, it's just so tempting to try to look for those big things or those secrets. But as you know, with fitness and one thing we really, really do believe in with our science-based approach is those basics, you know, really being on top of that nutrition that training alongside the accountability and wellness and what's great for uh you know our clients there is we're able to steer them in the right direction explain the why behind the process and really get them on their best path for success whereas a lot of people go on you know thinking oh if i can just find that one thing that one secret that one solution um you know then i'll it'll all click you know i'll finally get in shape but the truth is that's not it you know for so long, everyone's known if you want to get in shape, you got to eat right, you got to be active, and you got to take care of your body. And it's that simple. But at the end of the day, doing things simply is one of the hardest yeah. things uh, you could ever imagine. And, you know, even I was talking um, to someone like this financial advisor for Well Simple, it's pretty like popular. Um, thing you can use where they um i it just make it's a robo investor they make investing easy and he was saying how on their end it's been so incredibly hard to take something like investing and make it very um vanilla and simple and basic you know like to take a very complex thing and make it simple but when you can do that it's what really makes it great and that's been one of the core you know fundamentals of our coaching program and that's why we wanted to create polished physique because we wanted to take this big overwhelming journey where there's this marketing oh is this better there's this style of 
eating this routine? How many days? Um, what's going to bump up my cortisol? What if it affects, you know, all these questions that everyone has in our minds running in circles, you know, we're trying to figure out what's correct. And that's why we really felt inspired to create, you know, a coaching protocol that is going to work for everyone. And because of that, that's why we have a plot over a 96% success rate. And we're very close to nearing a thousand transformations. And it's something we're really, really proud in because we've broken it down um, with our belief that if you want to get in shape, you need the basics, you know, you need that stool of fitness. Um, and my analogy, I haven't said in a while, but if you're sitting on a stool um, with three legs on it, you're going to be sitting confidently. It's going to be a nice seat. Kyle comes by like a little menace he is, and he rips off one of those legs. You're going to be wobbling and might fall over. He rips off two of those legs, and you're going to be right on your butt. And fitness is just like that too. You know, you need your nutrition in check. You need your training in check. And you need your wellness and accountability in check. And I love Kyle's quote too, because at the end of the day, you don't need to do everything right. You don't need to be perfect but you do need to plan and you do need to be on top of it and that's why as coaches we really love to help people with that we love to get them the results they need and we like to take what's complicated and make it as easy as possible yeah man i love everything so well said and you know it's it's interesting that you um you know you brought up that analogy it's it's one of those things that and we're going to talk about it in a bit um about the real stakes and forcing success and doing all that stuff but like this week i set a goal to do just 15 minutes to 20 minutes of mobility every single day now to me this is one of the easiest things to do it's simple to do i can it's pretty mindless i know to do it but it's also so easy and simple to just skip and to not do and there's a lot of things like that like gratitude journaling like meditating i know josh for this week is is focusing on reading that's just it's easy to do right like you just you kind of do it but then it's it's so easy not to do so really focus on those things develop those habits put it in your routine you'll see great success that's my quote so what's yours buddy absolutely and my quote will tie into this too it's from the great philosopher I don't know if you've heard of him. Mike Tyson, Jeez. <laughs> the, the one and only. And his uh, his quote is, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And I, I really like this too in particular with what we're talking about now because when things are easy and you have a plan and I think a lot of people in general, you know, you start up, I have my plan. I'm going to do this to get in shape. I'm going to eat this diet. I'm not going to eat junk food ever. And then you get punched in the mouth. You know, it's uh, it's Super Bowl. And you every year you celebrate, you go see your friends and there's all that food. What the heck do you do now, right? That's your punch in the mouth. And people get discouraged and they uh, they fall off. Or, you know, there's you get punched in the mouth. Last week we talked a lot about adversity and having uh, things popping up. And that's why, once again, roping it back to coaching and why we're so passionate about it because we really want to help you change your life you know we want to help you really achieve the body you've always wanted and achieve what you never thought you could because when you get punched in the mouth you need someone there to ground you and to pick you up and say that's okay let's dust it off let's continue forward because that's part of the journey right you can't expect to get in a fight without getting hit um it's just the way it is and it's the same with fitness and by really making sure um that you have that game plan, that you have that consistency, that you have that schedule and that discipline, that's what's really going to make up for everything. And that's why I think it's important not to plan to fail, but to accept that failure can happen. And uh, just something that was on my mind. Well said, man. I got nothing to add there. You said it, uh, you hit it right on the head. I'm gonna give him a bonus one too. I, I really love this quote as well. I only succeed a little because I fail a lot. And that's by Jared Leto. Jeez. And that is a good freaking quote because it's the truth. You know, like we've said before, me and Kyle, you know, we've done so many different things in our business, some of them great, some of them not. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, things things work, things mesh. And it's the same with dieting. You know, it's just about staying on that journey. It's the same with building muscle, staying consistent. You know, you can't expect that perfection, but you need to just keep playing the game and you'll have success because of it. 
Yeah, I always fail, man. I love failure. I'm chasing failure, baby. <laughs> and I guess that brings us into our thoughts. Uh, do you want to do yours? You want me to do? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's start with yours because yours was solid, man. He, uh, I really, I like this a lot. Um, it just, it's changed my perspective, and I think it's changed a lot of our clients' perspectives. And I feel like a lot of people can learn from what you, you know, brought up this week. Yeah, and you know, I, I was sitting there and I was thinking, man, you know, uh, even like Kyle said earlier, there's so many things you know you need to do in terms of growth. For me, you know, I need I know I need to keep my workspace clean. I know I need to stay motivated uh, to my main goal. I know I need to take care of my mental health through journaling, meditation, uh, self-reflection, and reading. I know I need to run a business. I know I need to service clients. I know I need to um, make the best possible content I can on this podcast so everyone's getting value and having their lives better because of it. I need to be engaging with um, all my community members. I There's so much to do, right? And it just became a little overwhelming. And when there's so much to do, you know, you want to just kind of freeze up and not do it and I thought you know how how else am I really going to get myself to get something done and something I want to get done but I know I'm going to put off because me and Kyle will have all these great ideas we say we're going to execute um, and a lot of the time you know sometimes we won't take action on them so we attended a virtual seminar you know normally we'd go in person but at the seminar, they talked about having real stakes, uh, real focus, you know, something that really holds you into actually completing your objective. For instance, if you want to journal, if you want to, for me, it was, I wanted to finish this book, you know, every, it's one of those things too, where I think it was taking away from my willpower because I'd see it every day and I go, oh, I should read, you know, I should make the time to finish this book. And I'd put it off because I had so many other important things to do, right? But at the end of the day, it's, I obviously have enough time to do it. Reading's great for me. It's going to help me be more creative. It's going to help me create better content. So I, I wanted to apply something. And then this really spoke to me. So having real stakes. So for me, you know, I wanted to finish this book in a week. I want to get really back to reading a book a week because when I'm on top of it, my podcasts are better. I have more interesting thoughts. I have more things to take action on. I have more motivation. It's just invaluable to me. So I want to make sure I am doing that. So for me, I'm like, what is a real stake for me? You know, and every week with all my coaching clients, uh, myself or Kyle will post a weekly challenge. And this has been phenomenal. You know, this is a little bonus on top, something you want to level up with uh, where you can really take it to that next level. And it's been a lot of fun. And we've had some really cool uh, comments here as well. But I said, essentially, like, for me, if I don't finish this book in a week, I'm going to post a video of me singing to my Jeez. Facebook group. And I'm not doing that. I'll tell you right now, you know, and especially if you're someone who's very motivated not to fail, like me and Kyle, you know, we're both competitive. We like to not fail. I am not posting that video. So I've been reading like a fiend, you know, every second I can, I'm reading. I've been loving it. You know, it's just, it's so relaxing. It feels so good. It's been helping me sleep better because I've been reading consistently before bed. Um, and I've really been cranking it out. And because of that, you know, I'm halfway through this book already and it's only Wednesday and I'm finished another book. It was a small book, but I'm really get things going. And, you know, there's other examples too. Like it could be, if I don't go to the gym five days this week, I'm going to donate to a political party I don't support. Or uh, we've had some really fun ones. Um, our, one of my client, Cam, he said if he doesn't uh, journal every day this week, he is going to detail his brother's absolute disaster oh, of a car. That's good. And then we had the political example. We had um, Gracie saying if she didn't finish her strength workouts by Friday, um, she's going to go on a run and she hates running. <laughs> um, we had like uh, if I don't restart my daily reading habit for a week, uh, no Netflix and chill for me. And, you know, if you can do these little things, you know, that will really force you into accountability, you can truly unlock your success 
success. And you can do this with a friend. And it's funny because I've mentioned it before, but me and Kyle built our business on this. We used to have tasks that we had to get done. And we'd say, listen, whoever doesn't do this, we'd have a little accountability checklist, is buying the other person lunch. And it was only like $10, $15, but we hated to lose it. We didn't want to do it. And we work like workhorses because of it. So if there's something you're really struggling to get in or something you don't know what to do, like, if you can't make it to the gym five times or you can't make it to the gym whatsoever, or you can't stick to a diet, you know, find a way to really get yourself uh, to have some real stakes where you don't want to fail, where you're like, oh, if I mess this up, I'm falling down that cliff. So this is an easy way to hack yourself into positive habits. And, you know, I want to utilize this more in my life uh, through different avenues. I love it, man. I think it's a lot of fun. And, you know, this is a friendly reminder that it's not supposed to be something that is meant to demotivate you or, you know, like, you know, I'm not a biggest fan. I was going to set a goal um, or, or like a stake relating to food. But, you know, once again, that can also be a pretty sensitive topic for a lot of people like, oh, if I don't hit my macros, then I don't get to eat this. Like, you know, as we know, when we set restrictions and stuff that, you know, usually things don't work out. So I didn't want to, you know, mess around with that. But for myself, I said 15 to 20 minutes a day of mobility every day, or I donate $100 to the group's favorite charity and I've just been doing it it's like it's not even like a question and and it's like a non-negotiable and you just sometimes to be able to get the success that you want like you have to put yourself in these types of positions and I'm after doing it for this full week like I want to do it every single week and I know for a lot of people like you know rewards are great but then also on the opposite end having the real stakes of something that you don't want to do on the other end can be very motivating and push you and you know sometimes rewards are like I love them but it's not like it's it's sometimes they're just not as motivating as something like that you don't want to do if that makes sense absolutely you no know? yeah so. Yeah, this is just, it's such a valuable thing. So try not to miss it. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether you know it or not, you're probably doing this in your life. You know, if you don't meet a, if you don't meet a deadline, it's a very real chance you'll get scolded or fired by your boss. Uh, if you don't take your kids to school on time, um, you know, they're going to get in trouble. It's going to mess up their learning. Like it's a natural component of life. And at the end of the day too, if you're someone who wants some extra accountability, you could even get an accountability partner with a friend where you could say, Hey, if I don't do this, you know, I'll do this for you. And, you know, it, it's something to think about because you could do this to start journaling you could do this to start doing more cardio to watch us tv to do more mobility like these can all be positive things yeah. that are really going to get you going and i think one of my favorite ones was um the comment from my comment laurel she said uh if i uh, don't write in my gratitude journal every single day i will watch every football game with my husband in its entirety Dang. <laughs> and i thought that was pretty funny because you know it doesn't have to be a serious insane punishment but it could be something you know to you that yeah, like you fun. really don't want to do you know yeah I love it, man. Um, And this brings me into just one of my small thoughts. Uh, As you know, we're always into growth and listening to other things. And, you know, even Josh and myself did a pretty much a 20 20 to 25 hour, you know, um, virtual call, figuring out how to create the perfect day, figuring out how to help more people, how to just grow our business. Like we've hired some people to help us out, some goals, coaches and stuff. And we always listen to podcasts. You guys are listening to podcasts. We listen to podcasts. We do all this stuff. You know, we don't just talk the talk. We walk the walk. And, you know, on my way to the gym this morning, I was listening to a podcast um, from Dean Graziosi. I brought him up before, but basically, you know, he's got a cool podcast. He's got a good book I'm reading right now as well. And his his podcast was seven minutes long called The Key to Getting What You Want in Life. And to make a long story short, he um, is good friends with Tony Robbins. I'm sure a lot of you have heard that. He's basically like the, the number one in the personal growth and self-development space. And he does this thing called Date with Destiny, where he has a bunch of people attend, um, you know, a multi-thousand dollar 
event to just to pretty much figure out their lives and get better. And he said, hey, who in this crowd right now wants to kill themselves? And, you know, a couple people actually put their hands up. And there was a young guy who, um, you know, Tony brought up on stage. And this was coming from Dean Graziosi, like he was there. And he said, so why do you want to kill yourself? And basically the guy um, listed everything that he doesn't want, right? So for probably a couple minutes, he said, I don't want to be alone anymore. Like he had a lot of things going on, such as, you know, deaths and all that stuff. But he kept listing the things he doesn't want. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be unsuccessful. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to feel that way, right? So pretty much Tony Robbins, being the expert that he is, had two notepads, um, I guess, not notepads, like those big pieces of white paper. And then he said, okay, so here's the list of the things that you don't want. What do you want? And essentially the guy said, well, I don't want to be alone. He's like, no, you just said you don't want that. What are the things you want? And for a good five to 10 minutes, the guy couldn't list anything that he wanted, right? So I think this happens for a lot of people. Like a lot of people are focused on the things that they don't want. And this is like a good reminder to just shift your mindset into the things that you want. I want to be happy. I want to be successful. I want to have a healthy relationship, right? And if we're always focused every day on the things that we don't want, then it's just going to happen. It's going to come to us. Like I'm a firm believer that the things you think about will come your way. So once again, instead of, I don't want to be out of shape or I don't want to be hundred pounds overweight, that's good to motivate you for a bit. But what do you want? I want to feel uh, myself again. I want to feel happy. Like just use this as a mindset shift. And I feel like you'll always be successful. And this is a very extreme example, but it kind of hit me pretty hard, you know? Yeah, no, that was really good. Tony is a beast. I heard he gets like everyone like crying. Yeah. And I've, I don't know, for whatever reason, I've never consumed really any of his content. I think maybe we tried an old, we used to get our audiobooks like, I don't know, like we used to just get them off YouTube or something. It was really sketchy. And like it'd be a robot person like saying it and it would kind of kill some of them for me. Um, but maybe I got to give him another shot. And yeah, that's so important too. You know, like if you just say I want to be fit, like it's pretty vague. It doesn't really give you an idea of what you want and you're going to be less motivated to stick to that goal. But, you know, if you say, hey, I want to get in shape because I want to be able to play with my kids when they're older, you know, I want to be there for them. I don't want to be watching them play. I want to play with them. That's a lot more of a powerful motivator. I want to get fit so I can lift 500 pounds on the leg press or something. You know, it can just go such a long way. So that's definitely a really, really valuable thought. Yeah. Just like having direction and knowing what you want. Like Matt, once again, going back to that car example, I used a few weeks ago, but it's just it's, it's very important. Sometimes I have to think, sit down and think like, what do I actually want with this business and with my fitness journey and all these things? And, you know, just knowing what you want, having those goals in place and, you know, just, it, it makes a world of difference versus just that, that mindset of like, oh, I don't want to feel the same. I don't want it. Like, that's not really going to do too much for you, um, aside from making you feel down and demotivated, you know? So yeah, I guess, uh, into the client shout out now, right? All right. Right into the client shout out. I want to shout out my client, James, you know, such a winner's mentality. He came in, he said, listen, I've consumed your content. I know you guys are going to be awesome and I want to see some meaningful change. Um, and you know, he reached out and you could just tell he had good energy and he was ready for takeoff. So, you know, once again, we got them all set up and got them on an amazing home routine. That's all he had access to. We just had bands. Um, and you know, he wanted to shred down, lean out and kind of regain his energy confidence and really just look to take it to the next level. And I'm really excited to announce that in only eight weeks, 
we shredded 16 pounds of fat and we went from a calculated 18% body fat to 12%. And this was only in eight weeks. And once again, don't take my word for it. You know, he sent me a text and, you know, I love getting texts like these and I'm very fortunate, you know, and actually I just, um, you know, have a little reminder come up every day at noon uh, to think about one thing I'm grateful for in my life. And I'm very grateful that I have such an amazing community of clients who are winning and sharing their successes and texts like these really do make my day. So it's awesome to be able to help people do what they didn't think was possible and he said lots of work but worth it i feel fully in control of my life and that's been a long time coming plus the outside positive feedback i mean getting really surprised me i guess you never really know where you can take it unless you go for it it honestly hasn't felt like eight weeks for me but every day i wake up excited for what's coming it's been a rough year for a lot of us but i think challenging yourself here is the hardest in the hardest times is what you can really do um to see what you can ultimately accomplish and wow, you wow. know, that gave me shivers. I was just, it was so awesome. And once again, it's just such a privilege to be able to help people do that. And it's so well said, you know, a lot of people, you know, if you're listening to this right now, you probably have no idea what you are, you know, capable of and every component of life. And, you know, me and Kyle really just want to help you in one simple component and that's fitness. And fitness goes such a long way because that goes into your mental health, that goes into your energy, it goes into your self-confidence and self-worth. It just carries so far forward. And, you know, we want to help you with all those things. We want to help you be more energized, to have more self-confidence, to look better, to feel better, to perform better. And once again, we can do all of that for you for a very minimal investment. And if you want to learn more about that, we are taking on a few more clients. Uh, head over to Polish Physique, or sorry, Claw fitness.com um, to check out our polish physique coaching protocol and you know this isn't just um, you know a system where you're just working with an email that's it you're working with me and Kyle directly you're gonna be seeing us face to face you know we're gonna be there on your team to get you in the best shape of your life so once again go to colossusfitness.com or click the first link in the description of this bio it is your time unreal buddy unreal hey well done it's amazing I'm once again very grateful myself and uh, grateful for all our listeners as well that are here right now all right, what's the numero one question out of the mailbag? So, right in this mailbag, basically, we are opening it up right now, and the first question is, dun, 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 is it possible for a teenager to grow muscles without the gym? So, this was from Josh's client, Antoinette, and this is a great question. Um, I'm, yeah, like, I mean, I'm a firm believer, especially for teenagers, they're just getting into, like, they're so new, like, they're such newbies in the gym that um, you definitely don't need, like, a, a bunch of overload. If you're someone that's been training for years, um, I'm a firm believer that, especially for teenagers, like, you just start with the basics, start with the push-ups, start with the bodyweight squats. Like, you're not going to gain, like, you know, pounds and pounds of muscle, but especially being able to get the basics down, I do believe you can gain some solid muscle. You can increase the reps, increase the sets um, perfect your form above all like when you're young and you're just getting into it doing some nice low squats doing some good form push-ups uh, you know doing some solid planks and other different exercises I'd say you definitely don't need it there's obviously a certain point where your body's like okay I'm so used to this I need to you know start to lift more but it's it's a great way to start um, and I feel like a lot of teenagers should be taking advantage of this I've had you know I've trained a kid who was, I believe, eight years old, just trying to get better at soccer. And we did a lot of body weight stuff and it was just awesome seeing him progress. And, you know, he's not obviously getting huge or anything. He's just more so becoming athletic. But, you know, it's a, it's a really cool thing to start, you know, integrating when you're young. Yeah, and we don't just uh, think it, we know it. You know, we've actually personally both done it, um, you know, starting with sport and then getting some interest and putting on some muscle. Uh, for me, I started with P90X. And even before that, you know, I just used to do chin-ups so I couldn't anymore. And then I think I did 
planks or something like mm-hmm. very basic back and abs, you know, but um, just starting with that, you know, you could see lean muscle developing and, you know, this is a very pivotal time. If you're young, you know, you have everything in front of you and a very important thing that people overlook is, you know, you know, the expression, it's, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Um, you know, that's the same with getting in a routine, getting in a habit. If from a young age, you make it a habit to be active, to be fit. And I'm not saying you have to go lifting 700 pounds, um, but even just hitting some pushups, you know, hitting a 15 minute workout, hitting a 30 minute workout, whatever it may be, building that into your schedule is a norm, you know, something that you will do consistently. It'll feel less foreign than if you try to pick it up when you're 25, 30, 40. And it's not to say that you can't pick it up. It's just going to take more effort. But if it's something you've consistently done, like myself and Kyle, you know, I couldn't even think to not do it anymore. Like it's just something I know I will do. We've been doing it for 10 years now. And, um, you know, it's just so normal for me. I feel very like thrown off, you know, when I'm not in the gym and, you know, at least there's substitutions. You can do home workouts and good things like that. But it is very, very possible especially without the gym, you know, body weight things are fantastic. And at the end of the day, you just need some stimulus uh, to see development. Of course, you're not going to blow up like a bodybuilder. Um, but more than anything too, when you're young, you know, and even when is it okay for kids to start training, um, strength training in particular, I would honestly say pretty much at any age, you know, and once again, I don't mean that in a controversial sense where you're going to be deadlifting and squatting and doing very intense things. But you know, why can you not do body weight squats as a kid? Why can you not have your kid do pushups? And, you know, honestly, even for myself and I'm sure for Kyle you know, I would have loved if my parents, you know, as a kid, you always want to work out. It's silly. It's fun. Right. And I'm sure your kids too, if you're really into fitness, me and Kyle will get amazing videos of our clients of their kids, like doing pushups or plank with them. And yeah. Kyle had one client when he was personal training, he brought his uh, son in and you know, that we said, Hey, challenge your dad to a plank competition. He whooped his dad, you know, cause kids got so much energy, so much focus, so much power. And it's not that you have to like, you know, consume them and make them feel like their whole worth is only if they work out but you know at the end of the day maybe once twice three times a week say hey you want to do a workout with mom or dad or whatever you know 15 20 minutes do some push-ups jump around run you know move silly uh do some bodyweight squats like you know i wish i had that you know how much of a benefit that would have been in sport like you can take it to such a next level and even in taking it past that you know a lot of parents pay tons and tons of money think football think hockey think soccer for their kids to get an athletic boost a benefit right they'll get private strength coaches private um boot camps what were those things we used to always do dry land right dry land training you know and there'd always be something worked in. So um, in general, you know, especially with body weight stuff, why not get it early? You know, learn how to move yourself, especially when you're growing and it's awkward. As for the gym, you know, in terms of weight training, I think that's a very personal question and really depends on the individual. I would say, I don't know, I don't want to give any tangible ages, but, uh, you know, to start lifting light weights necessarily isn't going to kill you. It's fine. Uh, The general rule of thumb I've heard and that I've really liked is, um, you know, to kind of limit um, over the head uh, compression based movements until you're like above 15 or so Um, and think like overhead press think heavy weighted back squats things like that things that will just potentially compress the spine Um, I've read mixed reviews on this but to me it does kind of make sense why everything's expanding and you're growing you know focus on movements focus on power focus on you know general things like posture chain and core work and it's just going to go such a long way yeah very very well said you know I think there's nothing better than just seeing and this is for all you parents out there just seeing your kids like joining in on the workouts doing some simple things 
simple exercises just to get moving and feel good and start ingraining it into their lives and stuff. And, you know, um, I think for myself personally, I started like legit strength training, um, going into the gym around 14, I want to say this was when I was entering high school and that was awesome. But like, the thing is like, when you go in, you're not going to be bench pressing like 300 pounds. Like it's like doing a couple chest press machines and some lat pull downs and just getting stronger. And I think one of the biggest things is that people are so scared of like, you know, cause there was a myth saying like, you know, lifting weight stunts your growth. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of, uh, studies that have showed that that's actually false. And I think if you can, like, once again, you have to make sure they're supervised, like just having your kid go in and just start doing whatever is, is, you know, going to be a bit scary, but I truly believe even at the age of 12, like you get them to do a couple weighted exercises and a couple strength training movements and stuff like that's, they're going to have a huge edge. I wish I started a little bit earlier, but you know, we still, even for hockey at that age, we were doing lots of different things with, you know, dry land training with trainers, with doing all that stuff. And, you know, um, I just think you, you can't start too early. Once again, the biggest thing is just making sure they're supervised. Cause you know, I, I tell a kid to squat and they're you know, all over the place, but if you have like a trainer or you just, even yourself as a parent saying, Hey, like, go, go down this way. Like, you know, just being able to coach them through a couple simple cues, um, that'll go a long way and they'll have a, an edge over everyone in sports and the, the way that they can perform. And once they start legit strength training, maybe at 16 when you, or whatever, when you start going like really intense or 15, they're going to be like, you know, 10 times ahead of everyone and they're going to be healthier and it's going to be a habit by then. So yeah, great question. Awesome. Number two is, do you think stomach vacuums actually make your waist smaller? If not, what is their purpose value? Uh, and if you don't know what stomach vacuums are, more or less, essentially, it's a contraction of sucking your stomach inward and thinking to pull it up. Um, this is a popular move done in the bodybuilding community. Uh, you can do it actually in part of a pose, like a lot of the old Arnold photos, you'll see him doing a stomach vacuum. And it's not just sucking in your stomach, it's sucking it in in a particular way. Uh, there's some really good guides on how to do it. Um, and the goal of this movement in general is to work a specific muscle um, that a lot of you wouldn't know and that's the transversus abdominis and lumbar multifidus okay i definitely butchered their names uh, but those are two inner abdominal muscles that technically are something you wouldn't work um, directly because you have to work them in this way of sucking in contracting um, but the rhetoric and the thinking is that um, you know a lot of people overlook these it's not a muscle you're strengthening it's not a muscle you're focusing in and by engaging it and strengthening it you'll actually be able to suck in your stomach more and get a tighter waist there is stomach to um stomach there is information and science to indicate this and I personally have done them and I did feel quite good um, where I tend to fall off with them is if I just finish a long workout and I have to do abs you know I tend to put something like this off because it feels kind of surface level you know to me it's very similar to like those jaw exercises you know where you can do to strengthen your jaw and get a meaner looking face or you know things like that and I don't think it's not that I don't think they have value. I just tend to overlook it because I'm a little more focused on the macro myself. Yeah. Saying so in a perfect world, I would actually like to make these part of my routine. And perhaps I will do that by utilizing what we talked about yeah. earlier with some real stakes. But the one caveat too is uh, to my point of working the macro, like, um, you know, at the end of the day, you can blast your calves all day and tomorrow, but like, if you're not focusing on glutes and you know, your big, strong leg muscles, um, you know, calves are something that's kind of naturally occurring and not as important. And that's the way I kind of see this, you know, unless I'm very lean or trying to do a photo shoot or get super shredded, um, this just isn't going to be my primary focus. You know, I'm going to focus more on, you know, static holds, uh, uh, twisting mov movements, you know, general crunching movements, and then leg, uh, lifting movements, you know, the kind of the bigger three, and then this would be a bonus on top of that. So if I were to compete again, physique 100 i would be doing these like crazy right now it's just not my 
biggest focus but once again i'd like to do them i'd like to do it but there's also a million things i'd like to do yeah i mean so well said like back when we were getting ready for physique competitions i remember you know each night we'd pose for um you know and by ourselves of course we're not standing there posing together (laughs) um put like at at home like that was our like you know once again we hold each other accountable hey man you know you're gonna get that posing in you know if he does well i do well that's how it works um so i you know stand there in the mirror and pose for like 20 or 30 minutes and then that's a great time for me to you know add in some some stomach vacuums in between but now with just even um you know everything that's going on the amount of times i'm training and and running and and just doing all this stuff like it's it's not at the top of my list even for me like josh said like i'd rather maybe get an extra um couple sets of abs in within the week or like do a bit more like you know um stretching or something like that's kind of on the higher of, of my list and even for me having a a shredded core just is very very down there truthfully um that's just not my priority but for some other people there's definitely benefits and even like if you look at it like even when i do a stomach vacuum as i'm sitting here like I feel my core being activated so much more it it kind of makes me just realize it's also there and it's a good reminder to just like keep your core nice and tight it's kind of like pretty motivating right if you know even if it's placebo for some people and you're like oh wow it feels great okay now I'm gonna eat a little bit better okay now like wow I feel the muscles coming in you know once again you know it's all about mindset for a lot of things as well and if you feel like it's just it's working and it's doing well um you know for you then hey what what does it hurt to do it for a couple minutes every day um and add it into your routine so yeah I mean it's a good question yeah and even adding on to what we talked about earlier you know something like this uh don't get so obsessed with the micro that you forget the macro if you're not doing any ab training outside of this and you just think oh I'm gonna make my way smaller 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 uh that's not really how it works you know and if you're not working out and you're just doing stomach vacuums uh i really recommend looking at the macro first and me and kyle believe in coaching so much and the value of accountability you know that we actually have our own goals and productivity coach to really make sure you know we're on our grind and um you know i was doing my check-in and they're saying like how's the week going i said oh it's going good um but i feel like there's a million things i need to be doing and you know i'm not sure what's where to start or what's the most important and i really liked his response you know he said start by making a list and prioritize them number one is what needs to be done to move the needle then sprinkle in two don't even look at four to ten just get one two and three done and i really like that because you know it can be so hard to get caught up with trying to do too many things and very often we'll avoid the big things to do things that aren't as important and another thing i really liked uh, from this book i'm reading now that i am going to implement is he um this one individual talked about how he has one big thing he's always working on one medium thing and three small things and this is a little more applicable to business and accountability um but in this way you know you have more of a renewed focus and it's the same with the gym you know i don't want you focusing on eating all the broccoli you can and lettuce and doing ab vacuums and uh, doing mobility for 20 minutes but never strength training and never sticking to a diet Um, you know start with the macro really master those and then if you can get more into the micro and the important things in reference to that that's when you want to prioritize them but don't let the micro cloud you from achieving what really needs to be done I'd say like and this is what we call information overload. This is our third facet of our coaching, our polished physique system that we like to implement is a lot of times there's so much information out there and I've been stuck for like, for a few years like back out of high school I was stuck for a while because there's just so much stuff out there and there's so many things we should be doing like it's just it's insane and that's why as coaches we pretty much take a look at like okay what do you actually need to be doing like what are your actual goals and how can we stick to it and why should we be doing this and like everything that we do is so customized it's not even funny there's a lot of things that we see for 
a lot of common people that we need to be integrating, but it's also based off of your current situation. And um, when it comes down to the micro versus macro situation as well, similar to what Josh was saying, like there's people who, let's say, don't even hit their macros on the weekend and they're like 500 calories over, but then they're like, hey, I'm gonna stomach vacuum to try to get my waist tighter on Monday to start the week strong. But it's like, you know, sure, it's a it's a cool exercise, it's awesome, but like you you also just ate in a surplus, bringing yourself out of that deficit that we're aiming for, and it's therefore just taking you away from the point that you just need to hit your macros and stay on track with these simple things. And yeah, once again, it's just we see it happen a lot, but that's why we're there, and that's why we get such great success for all our clients. Yeah, and that's so well said. It's so different for everyone. You know, if you come in and your goal is to to bulk up and be the strongest person in the world, you know, I'm not going to be as focused that we have really nice looking biceps, you know, like yeah. everyone's situation is different and everyone's macro is actually a little bit different. And, you know, perhaps you're amazing with your mobility, you're stretching, you have such a background to that, you're a yogi, uh, you crush that, but you've never lifted. You know, I'm not going to be as focused of, hey, we need to improve mobility and we need to focus. I'm going to say, okay, let's focus on the gym, you know, keep that great habit. Let's focus on this. And, you know, everyone's so different and maybe you're amazing with nutrition and you need it, and that's why our goal as your coach is to really give you your blueprint to success, not Kyle's blueprint, not my blueprint, not Jane Doe's blueprint. We want to know exactly what you need to focus on to succeed. And we want to take that guesswork out of the process, take all the noise out of the process and really make it work. And, you know, a lot of people say, hey, I've spent a lot of money with other coaches and I think it's me. It just doesn't work. I'm burning a hole in my wallet and I'm about to give up. And those are the type of people we love to work with because we want to show them exactly how it works. And the way our coaching is so effective is we start with you. We really look at your whole situation and we design the entire program around you, the entire focus around you, your goals, your ambition, your time frame, your history. All these things are so important and can't be overlooked. And when something's truly structured to you, you get the results you never thought you could. And it really starts to unlock a lot of things in your mind and a lot about your potential. And you start to see the results and then you get addicted and then it's all uh, downhill from there. Awesome, buddy. Awesome. So once again, if you're serious about this and you're tired of being in your current situation, you've listened, you see the value. And once again, this isn't for everyone. We want success stories. I'm telling you right now, we want people that believe in themselves, that believe they can do this. And we will ensure you do it. I promise that. Even for a second, if you're in your head, you're feeling a little tingly and you're like, I'm going to reach out. I need this. This is my chance. Do it because we're going to take it from there. We just need you to take that first action, get the ball rolling. And once again, I want to look back in eight weeks and I want to be talking about your amazing results, your amazing successes. So once again, go to ColossusFitness.com, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S, fitness.com or the first link in the description um, of this episode to get that started. Unreal. Yeah, we, we, we're honestly only taking on, once again, you know, when we see the applications, we're not sitting there and, uh, you know, we're, we're essentially just figuring out who's going to be the next success story. Who are we going to take on? And, you know, um, we just, hey, if you have a great story, if you are ready to do this, like you're, you're going to do great in our program and you will like, what's the worst that happens that you lose 10 pounds and, and you learn a bunch of stuff for the rest of your life that you can utilize and succeed. Like there's literally no risk involved because we will do whatever it takes to help you succeed. You've just got to do the homework. You've just got to, you know, do the work and we will make it happen.
Yeah, one thing, you know, once again, I'm just so passionate because I've just been so happy with the results we've been generating for people is it transcends fitness. You know, some people are like, I'm regaining my life. I'm waking up earlier. I'm following a gratitude journal. I feel happier during the day. I feel more confident. I'm playing with my kids more. Like there's so many wins that transcend fitness. And sometimes, you know, fixing these things can really open you up to regaining your confidence, to fitting in clothes you never thought you could so you can go out and celebrate and to be your happy self, to smile more. Like all these things really do come around full circle. And we want to help you even pass fitness. So, you know, it's something we're so passionate about and we look forward to helping you out. So number three, I'm going to let Kyle take care of this one. Is diet or exercise more important? This is the age old question. Let's hear what he has to say. Man, um, this is a great question. We get asked this a lot. You see all these like, you know, memes going around or photos of like just the 80-20 and just like it's, you know, it's 80%, you know, in the kitchen and then 20% in exercise. Um, I'm going to start with, hopefully they can accept this, that it's 100-100. I think 100% diet, 100% exercise, and 100% lifestyle and accountability. But if I were to give you an answer, I know some people are looking for, like I'm going to expand on that. I just feel like they go hand in hand so well, but I'm going to, you know, expand a little bit more into why I do believe that diet is, you know, truthfully number one. Um, I, first of all, I think exercise is so, so, so important. The way it makes you feel, the endorphins being released, um, the just way it makes your mental state amazing. But in terms of actually getting a transformation, and let's use losing weight, for example, because I feel like, you know, in the fitness space, I'd say more than 50, probably about 70% of people, maybe 80% are looking to lose weight and cut down and lose body fat. But if I'm to give you myself as an example, um, and, and let's say I want to lose 10 pounds and I want to just do exercise, but not count my macros, not count my calories, not do any of that stuff. I don't believe that I can lose that 10 pounds. I'll feel good. My muscles will probably look pretty solid because I'll be nice and full, but I won't be able to lose that 10 pounds because I love to eat. And if I don't pay attention to that, it's it doesn't make any sense. However, on the other side, once again, if I'm still looking to lose 10 pounds and this can go for anyone and you know, you don't do really do much exercise, like you do a little bit of moving, you get a couple thousand steps, you do all that good stuff. And then you're just so focused on your nutrition. You're in a deficit. You're hitting 13, 1500 calories. You're making sure you're getting your protein down. You're hitting your fiber. You're eating healthy, but you don't do a ton of movement. I think it's way easier and it is hundred percent way easier for you to hit your, uh, you know, hit your goal weight to lose the weight. Like I've seen a lot of people who don't do a ton of workouts, um, and they still can lose weight, but I'm not saying, and the reason I don't really like saying this a whole lot, cause then people are like, Oh, so I don't have to move then. I don't have to do that. No. But the point is that diet is definitely way more important. I think there's sometimes people are like, Hey man, um, I did a really good job this week. I got my five workouts in, but Hey, macros sucked. I went over a thousand calories every day and you know, that's, that's not going to work. Right. So really making sure you're dialing in the nutrition is going to be number one. It's the thing that I believe will just get you the best results. And I will always prefer you to do that over the exercise. But once again, um, the exercise is what's going to shape the muscles It's what's going to actually make the muscles look good and, and all that good stuff. But I do believe they're so important both, but I'd say diet, I would take over exercise in my opinion. I I was a great answer. I think one of the best things I heard was the 100-100. And, you know, they both are just so important is the problem. The thing is for where I think this question gets really messed up is it's uh, very applied to general population. 
you know, the normal person who works a desk job that is just living their life, you know, very normal, nothing crazy about their situation. At the end of the day, if you're just an average person and you eat good foods, you'll look pretty good in clothes. It'll be okay, but there's a very good chance you'll have that kind of skinny fat look. You'll have a little bit of a tummy, a lot of kind of loose skin, and you're not really going to look how you uh, really want to. Just the same, um, there's the opposite. You know, someone with that same kind of lifestyle, they eat whatever they want, chug the beer, go out on the weekend, but they lift hard. Um, they have an interesting situation too because they got a bit of a stomach, but they got some definition, they got some arms, they look kind of good. You're kind of like, okay, this person works out, um, but they got a little bit extra, you know, and both of those things, like, they can work, but it's not optimized. And when you bring them hand in hand, it's really amazing. And, you know, there's examples that could steer you in every direction, every direction, you know, like, I've always loved the term, you can't exercise, um, out exercise a bad diet. Yes. And that's something I've always thoroughly believed. But, you know, I think you can actually challenge that a bit because a good example is football players. Football players are the perfect example for this. They're doing two days. um, So they're doing two practices a day, probably have two hours or so um, of that time. Uh, They're potentially like commuting, walking back and forth. And they're in the gym probably for an hour or two hours a day. So we're looking at five to six hours of exercise, just the same as a very heavy marathoner, um, Ironman or whatever it may be. They do so much movement to the point where their body just needs to consume something. It doesn't necessarily care as much what. And it's funny because a lot of them are insanely lean, insanely ripped. And you just see them eating all this like, you know, fried chicken, pizza, whatever it may be. But they've actually truly worked so hard that their body demands those calories. Yeah. Um, And this isn't applicable for the average person because you will not do this much exercise. But pro athletes are an interesting turn of events to that, you know, which I think is kind of cool. So... To summarize what I'm trying to get at is they're both so important. Lifting and movement is so important for, you know, your health, for your body to function properly, to make sure, you know, things are operating, to sweat, you know, to burn calories, to lose fat, and to see compositional changes, to see rounding of muscles, to see development of muscles, whereas nutrition is so important for weight management, energy as well, um, balancing hormones, um, and they both are so important. So instead of worrying about which one is better, maximize both. That's kind of my takeaway. Yeah, 100%. It's kind of funny you brought that example up because there's some days that I, I start the day with like, you know, let's say a 20K run and I look, it's 1,500 calories burned. I could more than likely eat whatever the heck I want for the entire day. But like the point is like, you know, once again, that's an exception. I don't think most people are going out there. And sometimes people look at these different situations and they're like, oh, well, that just means, you know, I can just eat absolutely anything. For my case, it could be true, but for the average person who even just does like, sometimes people are like, oh, I worked out, I can eat anything. A strength training workout burns like, what, two to three to 400 calories, depending on the person. I'd say for average mm-hmm. people, it's very low. So like, you just really have to, like, I just, I, I, I obviously said diet's number one, but I do believe that like, it's just both go hand in hand so well. And if you focus on both, um, it's not asking a lot from people. And I think one of the important things is also as coaches, Josh and myself, can look at your situation and if someone says they want to lose weight like there may be some people I only give two workouts in two strength training workouts for the week there's some people I give four there's some people I give five there's some people I give three and there's some weeks I might even only have someone do one strength training workout it really depends on your situation but the truth is that like we as coaches need to tailor it towards your goals your abilities 
uh, your lifestyle and your job. And that's what we do best. And that's why it's just, there's no one size fits all answer. There's no one size fits all program. There's no one size fits all set of macros. Like it's all customized and it really depends on your situation. Whether you work a desk job, like Josh said, versus someone who's walking 20,000 steps a day, like all this has to be taken into consideration when programming for you. So well said. So to get started, it is your time. You will be successful and together we cannot fail. Just remember that first link in the description down below, reach out. Let's see if it's a good fit. You know, if you feel ready and you feel committed and you want to be our next success story, we're really looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, so once again, you can do that at colossusfitness.com or the first link in the description down below. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you love our podcast, if you love that it's ad free, if you love that, you know, we really stick to science and we want to give you the best information possible so you can generate amazing results. Be sure to share it to your Instagram story. Um, this one in particular, I think will help a lot of people out because we went over some really uh, general questions that I think everyone would love to hear from. So share us your Instagram story, you know, tag us at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. Um, be sure to check out our Instagram. We're doing tons of amazing content. Today, I actually talked about some of the things in this episode on my Instagram story. Uh, we're always sharing our wins. We're sharing our nutrition. We're sharing client successes. There's so much great information to have there, uh, to be had there. So if you love this podcast, you will love our Instagram at Colossus Fit. That will also be in the description. Aside from that, we'll see you on the next episode on Thursday. Peace out. Peace. And as always, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We really hope we could bring enough value to help you all become fitter, healthier, and happier within your fitness journey and lifestyle. And if you could, we have an amazing goal right now of 200 reviews on iTunes so more people can discover this show. And it would mean the world if you could take some time to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can do that by going ahead to the App Store and downloading the podcasting app, searching Fit Healthy and Happy Podcast, clicking five stars, doing a short little write-up. And for doing that, we actually want to get some free gifts sent out to you. So in order to claim those gifts, leave that review, take a screenshot, post it to your story, and tag our Instagram at ColossusFit, C-O-L. L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. And for being an amazing person and helping us, you know, get to this goal and sticking around during this podcast, we're going to get some absolutely 100% free stuff sent out to you. Thank you so much for listening. See you in the next episode.